0: Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of The Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. I'm Andrew Brandt, your host. That music you hears from my son, Sam Brandt, who does our intro and outro music produced by Brian Neal. Welcome to a Brandt's Rants edition. You know what? What's coming? <laughs> my take on the resolution between Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, the long running saga, drama, soap opera that went on this summer. I'm getting a lot of, I guess I'm getting a lot of praise I guess is maybe too strong a word for kind of seeing this all the way through and having a clear vision of where this was and where it would go and you know I'll talk about that in a minute but we'll talk about Aaron and the Packers Aaron Rodgers and the Packers coming to resolution kind of the biggest business of sports story in the offseason which is resolved at least from a pragmatic point of view but certainly not from a personal point of view we'll talk about that I wanna get into some thoughts on Deshaun Watson. I wanna talk a little bit of Olympics as well. In this branch Rants edition, we start as always from a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. And you know it, the athletes have trained, trained more, and now are in Tokyo. That's the Olympics. DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook act is giving you a shot to stand on the podium with them. That's right, to 1 odds, the US meddling at least once this year. If you haven't tried DraftKings sportsbook, this is the time. You place any pre-event wager, so before the event happens, $1, you're eligible to cash in $100 in free credits if our country wins any medal this year. That's 100 to 1 if an American athlete stands on the podium to receive gold, silver, or bronze this week. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It's easy to navigate. Plenty of instructions for new bettors, limitless ways to get in all the action. So download the top-rated sports DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code Ross when you sign up. Turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins a medal. That's code Ross. Turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time only. A DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. So to my rants. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to gloat a little bit. There was a personal issue between the Packers front office and Aaron that he felt that there was a lack of trust, that he felt there were things being done where obviously he had no input and he was unhappy the way it worked out. He expressed all that yesterday. Uh, this became a big story. It was pushed out on draft day. It was done with a lot of fanfare and it kind of dominated the the news on the offseason for You know, when there are no games, no practices, no other things to talk about. And what I said all along are a few things. Number one, the Packers weren't trading Aaron Rodgers in 2021. 2022, they are trading Aaron Rodgers. I've said that all along. Number two, Aaron can't trade himself. Number three, he's not going to retire. And number four, there would be some accommodation, financial or otherwise, to allow him to come into camp in the end of july august and he would play for the packers and number four as i repeated again or number five he will be traded in 2022 what i had thought uh, last week even did a twitter video on this was that we get to a point where it got to the point of having to do a void in other words the packers would void out the contract cut off remaining years of the contract and allow Aaron to pick his team. I thought that would be for 2021, after 2021. In other words, they would get Aaron to play this year. He would void next year. The Packers wouldn't get any draft trade compensation, which to me is a big deal. But if the Packers were not going to have Aaron Rodgers they would gladly give that. It turns out Aaron got a void, but it's for after 2022. In other words, the Packers have two more years of contract, which would allow them to get trade compensation in 2021. And there's some soft language in there, at least according to reports, that they would revisit this thing at the end of 2021. Of course they will, because they want to trade him. I've said from day one, when they drafted Jordan Love, two things. Number one, It's an expiration date on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, and I thought it would be 2022, Still have, uh, always have, still do. And the second thing, of course, they'd have to manage a difficult situation where you have the MVP uh, serving as a placeholder, a, a seat warmer for Jordan Love. Nothing against Jordan Love. I know what the Packers are doing. We did it with Aaron 15 years ago. They're preparing for the succession plan. The worst time to find a quarterback is when you need a quarterback. And I get what they're doing, and I think Aaron does too, but he understands he's a lame duck. And they can say all they want about 2021 and beyond. The end beyond is like until the trade uh, trade period opens. That's the end beyond. So the Packers wanted their cake and wanted to eat it too. They wanted MVP level play at quarterback, the most important position, bring them to another NFC championship game. It would be the third in a row, perhaps the Super Bowl, perhaps Super Bowl championship. While, while, This guy is a seat warmer. And I know everyone's going to say it, and they say it all the time. What if the Packers do that? Aren't they really going to move on from Aaron? And I say it again. I've said it a thousand times. Yes. Yes. Jordan Love is a first-round draft pick he's going to play. He's not going to back up. He's not going to sit on the bench. I know Aaron sat three years, but that was a long time ago. Now it's two years, I think, is the max. Someone's going to sit on the bench. First-round quarterbacks play. Hell, Johnny Manziel played his first year. They don't sit. They're not going to flip him. (laughs) He's going to play. And I know that upsets people because Aaron is who he is. But listen, the relationship is strained. So Aaron gets out there yesterday. uh, I'm recording this on Thursday. He came out Wednesday with a press conference. Mm -hmm. And it's just amazing to me how many people are kind of shocked how candid he was about the front office. Of course he's candid. He's Aaron Rodgers. You know, he's the most thoughtful, I think, and candid person in the NFL on the player side and his appearances with Pat McAfee every week have been in my mind the the best NFL media we've had because there's no player speak, there's no clichés, there's no all for one. When he avoids a question, he'll avoid a question. <laughs> he just won't throw out BS like most people. So, and coaches are the worst at this. But anyway, um yeah. He was upset. He went through a litany of players that had been um, treated poorly upon their exit, I think, it, in, in, in his mind, included Charles Woodson, which I'll talk about in a minute, included Micah Hyde, included Joyce Peppers, included Jordy, Randall Cobb, whatever it was. And he did that, and uh, it was clear. And he talked about you know, wanting some assurances. And again, when you talk about contract negotiations, yeah, you can throw money, you can throw future guarantees, but that doesn't help. What about having him there for two years? And there was nothing the Packers were willing to do about that. What would that be? I don't know, because even if you guarantee it, you uh, it travels with the guarantee. So maybe it would be playing, paying them sixty million this year, because that's basically two years of salary in one. You know, but they weren't willing to do that. Um, so he was candid, and what it tells me is what I've thought all along. You know, it's of course it's a lame duck year. No one's ever, you know, people are going to say differently, but this is it. So now he coexists. He gets Randall Cobb in a trade. No big deal. I mean, I'm sure Brian Gutekunst, the GM, is thinking that's all I got to do. You know, spend a 6 round pick to bring in Randall Cobb, and you're happy, and you're here. You know, that's great. That's easy to get the best player in the league to come in for using a 6 round pick on a player that everyone likes and can be a mentor for Amari Rodgers. Great. And then you know you have that. And but really, this is this is not a good relationship but it's pragmatic and Aaron's a pro and the front office, they're pros. So they'll coexist, you know, an in-house separation for six months, four months, whatever it is. And that'll be it. And that'll be it. And Aaron will be off next year and the Packers will get their draft compensation. Maybe it's a couple ones, maybe it's good players. It all works out. And Jordan Love becomes the quarterback. So this is the resolution. And again, no surprise here. What I'm most proud of is not the fact that I saw this and not all the hosannas coming my way. What I'm most proud of is it validates what I do. You know, this validates what I do in the media. And I don't know if I'm even media because I'm never covering. I don't do scoops. I don't do news. I don't do hot takes. I don't do rumors. I do insight and calm perspective. And what this validates for me is I can see it. I'm. I can see these things because none of what I said over the past six months came from quote unquote sources. I didn't talk to anyone. I didn't talk to Aaron's camp. I didn't talk to the Packers. I just saw it. So when I, I'm not, I'm not thrilled. You know, I'm not basking in a, a lot of these people saying, Hey, Andrew Brant's the only one that saw this clearly the last six months. And it's interesting. I don't get that from some people who continued to say all along Aaron would never be there. But I'm validated because I do this without sources. I'm the best source. I know that sounds egotistical, but I'm the best source. You know, 30 years in the business, on the player side and on the team side, that's my source. You know, I'm not talking to people because when people have when people use sources, that's agendas. You know, everyone's got an agenda. Agents have an agenda. Whatever the Aaron's camp wanted to get out, got out. Whatever the Packers wanted to get out, got out. And they just competing, and they kind of wash each other out. So, what I was doing, and have been doing, and will do, in this last chapter, of my in this third chapter of my career. Who knows if there are more? You know, first chapter of the agent side, second chapter of the team side, is give back knowledge and expertise and informed perspective, and that's working. And that that I found validating. Not that I saw it, and no one else did. That I that fact, I did it without sources. And I know that. And people can say, well, yeah, he talked to Aaron or he talked to the Packers. I know I didn't. Right? And if you ask Aaron or if you ask the Packers, no one ever talked to me. Uh I know they read me. I know they listened to me. Uh I get notes from people, you know, that that work there, that you do a good job. But hey, I'm happy about that. Okay, so Aaron's back with the Packers. The story, you know, will continue only the fact that, you know, Aaron's going to be candid and thoughtful. Aaron's not going to hold back. And he's got enough gravitas that he can say whatever he wants to say. They need him for 2021 because Jordan Love's not ready. They don't need him for 2022, and they'll get a bounty from some team. So it works out perfectly with the Packers. If you have to say winners or losers, they win. Maybe they lose a voice. You know, I don't know what they gave up. I don't know what Aaron got besides Randall Cobb, but he got it off his chest yesterday. And this is clearly a professional relationship for four, five, six months. And then they're gone. Then it's over. The Packers and Aaron Rodgers is over. In the in, you know, Brett and Aaron was, Brett and the Packers were over. This will be over. Maybe Jordan Lovell lasts 15 years. And then after 13 years, they'll draft a replacement. So it happens. All right. Before I get to my next rant, I want to bring in our other sponsor, Keeps. Keeps, you know, two out of three men experience some form of hair loss by the time they're 35. More than 50 million men in the U.S. suffering from male pattern baldness. And there's only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss. Keeps offers both of them. It's a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair These virtual doctor consultations at your convenience. You get the medications delivered right to your door. It's every three months. You never have to leave home. It's only $10 a month and keeps offered generic versions as well. The packaging discreet, not have to worry about anyone sort of seeing what you're getting in packages and looking around on your doorstep. The results are proven, has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. The key to all this is prevention, and Keeps does that. Now, treatments can take four to six months, so act fast. Get it going right now so you can see results as soon as possible. So if you're ready to take action, prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash BOS. BOS for business or sports. You get your first month of treatment totally free. So go to keeps.com slash BOS. Get your first month free, keeps.com slash BOS the best way to prevent hair loss for men. Back to the rants, I want to talk about Deshaun Watson, another quarterback that a lot of mainstream people said would never, ever, ever, ever set foot in the Houston Texans practice facility again, and here he is practicing. He's back, he's practicing. Is he one of these players that just doing it so he doesn't get fined? Perhaps. He doesn't want to be there still, that's the word. It's not coming from him, but coming from all these people around him. I guess my thought on Deshaun Watson is, yes, there are trade rumors, and teams like the Eagles with multiple number one picks are rumored to be in line form, and maybe pragmatic teams, I think of the Eagles, Kyrie Roseman's like this, looking at leveraging opportunity because of the situation around him. Maybe they can get him for a steal uh, compared to what he can get him if he did not have these things circling around him. But I think now we need to talk about these things circling around him. <laughs> Uh, we don't have word from the NFL, which is kind of like, you know, what are we doing here? It's been several months. We have 22 civil lawsuits at last count. We, I think we have criminal complaints, uh, mistreatment of massage therapists, alleged sexual misconduct, less improprieties, all of the things that wrap right into the NFL's personal conduct policy. Yet we have nothing on commissioner exemplist. We have nothing on paid leave. He's out there. He's practicing. The league has been kind of uh, cryptic in what's go- what it's going to do. But I would think we'd have some kind of resolution pretty soon. The Texans, well, they're kind of leaving it to Roger, as most teams do, for discipline. They haven't done any of their own discipline. So we're waiting to see what happens there. It's probably not going to come from the Texans. It's going to come from the team. But here's where I come out on this. I mean, to me, everything is precedent. I'm a lawyer. Precedent. So what's the precedent here? Well, two major things come to mind. In 2010, Ben Roethlisberger, star quarterback, just like a young star quarterback, just like we have a young star quarterback in Houston, accused of improprieties. Something happened in the back of a bar in a bathroom with a woman. No criminal charges. This happened in Georgia. No criminal charges from the Georgia Bureau of Investigations after several month investigation. No charges yet. The NFL and Roger Goodell imposed a six game suspension reduced to four. Okay, so let's look at this. Six games reduced to four for one incident, one incident with no charges. Okay, one incident in the back of a bar with a woman in the bathroom, no charges. Then we get to Ezekiel Elliott. think there were a couple incidents. I think the same woman, some kind of domestic uh, misconduct, something was alleged, all these things. Six-game suspension, no criminal charges. So we have a four-game suspension, six reduced to four. One woman, one incident, no criminal charges. We have a six-game suspension, couple incidents, I believe the same woman, no criminal charges. Roethlisberger Elliott. So you tell me, You tell me how Deshaun Watson is going to play anytime, at least till November. I don't see it. I don't see how he plays. I'm a lawyer. Roger Goodell's got a ton of lawyers around him. Forget about commissioner exemplus, whatever that means. There's got to be a suspension here, right? Now we can say these are civil. Again, who cares? There were no criminal complaints on the other ones. They didn't have civil complaints, and they didn't have criminal complaints. So I just don't see it. And you tell me in a sport that appeals to women are trying very hard to appeal to women that they're going to put Deshaun Watson on the field? Come on, come on, anytime soon, and a team's going to trade for him and go to their public and say, oh, "Well, you know, we got him cheap." Come on, come on. So we can talk about how many number one picks for Deshaun Watson. We can talk about him playing for the Texans or not playing for the Texans. We can talk about him trade value and all that, but I don't see it. I don't see how this guy's going to play maybe all year because if they do, they're ignoring precedent, which lawyers hate to do. And then you have the next person that has all these civil complaints. Okay. He'll skate. So I don't get it. Uh, I'm kind of trying to figure out how this is happening, even as we speak, where Deshaun Watson is still out there as if nothing happened. No commissioner exemplist. You know, back in 2014, they got this commissioner out of the woodwork, out of the cobwebs, because you had Greg Hardy beat up his girlfriend, you had Adrian Peterson, uh, who struck his son with a stick, and you had the backdrop of the Ray Rice video. So the league, in so many words, did pay leave with Peterson and Hardy, basically saying, We'll pay them, but no way in God's green earth we're going to put these guys out there in this environment where our fans can look at it and say, These what they did, and they're out there. Come on. You know, it is a family friendly sport, it isn't a sport trying to appeal to women. I don't see it. You know, there's not the outrage about Deshaun Watson that we've seen in other situations, and maybe that's because we're waiting. We're waiting to see if the league does something or not does something. But there will be outrage if he's on that field, I think, any time before November. Because, again, precedent. And you're telling me the owners of the Steelers and the owners of the Cowboys aren't going to say, well, what about, you know, what about what do you do to us and what are you doing to them? Okay. That's my rant on Deshaun Watson. You can talk about opportunistic teams trying to trade for him. Good luck. You know, good luck bringing that to your fan base right now okay all right and my last rant uh the olympics is wonderful because it just brings to get these heartwarming stories the alaskan swimmer i mean the, the the picture for the olympics of me is that high school in alaska celebrating um i believe her name i'm sorry if i botch it lindsey jacoby that alaskan swimmer that got the gold the other night what a scene you know, if everyone can have that incredible feeling of happiness, even a couple times in their life, my God, watching that high school was just wonderful. You know, what a moment. And then uh, the moment last night, again, recording this on Thursday last night, watching Caleb Dressel, um, Rowdy Gaines is wonderful. You know, he's he and Dan Hicks really are value add in swimming coverage because they just bring you there. And Rowdy's excitement comes through. I'm proud to say Rowdy's a Twitter buddy of mine um it's just like wonderful and caleb dressel talking to his family these these microsoft teams things with the families are under are just wonderful uh again they can't be there but it's almost more up close and personal rather than waving to the stands or even running over to hug them you have these moments where the players just kind of blindsided. oh my god that's my family uh that's just lovely i love it uh you know i'm a i'm a sucker for that and i think most of americans are uh, my comment about Simone, you know, there's a lot, tons of stuff made about Simone Biles dropping out of the team competition. I kind of look at it as an athlete, and it's just kind of much less dramatic the way I see it. Simone Biles was having a bad day, right? Having a bad, bad day in a sport, in a in a event, an event that was a team competition, right? So, so drop out, okay? <laughs> She'll be back. You know, she's done uh, thousands of events. She'll do more, maybe hundreds more, maybe not. But she was having a bad day. I think there was some report that she wasn't even seeing, you know, well on the the flips and all that. Imagine the damage that could have done where she had some equilibrium issues uh, doing those flips. Like, come on. Like Simone Biles was having a bad day. She dropped out. That's it. You know, we don't need to get into these big debates about, what she owed or what she's done or how she, she was having a bad day, right? In a team competition, she would have affected her team negatively. So the next man up, next woman up, next girl up, whatever you want to say. That's it. That's it. You know, I'm an aspiring athlete at age 16. (laughs) I'm trying to be an athlete. You know, the way athletes see these things is sometimes much less dramatic and more pragmatic than the rest of the world she's having a bad day she's like i'm out i'm having a bad day someone else is in i'll be back i'll be back you know when i'm in better when i'm in a better mood, a better frame of mind better competitive situation i get it i get it we all have bad days all right that'll do it you know one last rant tonight is the nba draft and i just hearken back to my days when i started in the business i worked for david Falk, the ultimate premier NBA agent and it was, you know, I was 26, 27 years old. I'm going to the NBA draft. I'm hanging with our guys. I'm Muggsy Bogues' agent when he gets drafted 12th at five foot three by the Washington Wizard. Uh, they were the Bullets at that time. Um, yeah, it was fun. Uh, you know, these guys, it's a much different league now. I mean, everyone's young. Um, they're going to draft these young guys. I'm excited, you know, for these kids always. Draft night is just Selling like NFL draft, MLB draft, and NHL draft. You're selling hope, you know, to your teams. You're selling hope. These kids give you hope. Um, and that's the Olympic spirit as well. It's just this youth. I guess I'm on my soapbox at the end of this podcast. Like I always am about sports. You know, there's nothing like it. It brings this emotion, romance, this this feeling that we have in our inside of us. I was walking around this morning hearing a couple of old couples talk to each other about about the swimming last night. It's just great. Sports is great. I'll leave it at that. That'll do it for this week's edition of the business of sports. You know, I'm writing a lot of unique content right now in my newsletter. If you're not getting it already, sign up, go to Andrew brandtcom brand.com. That's where you get it every Sunday morning, free to your inbox, the Sunday seven newsletter. Follow me on Twitter at Andrew Brandt. Follow me on clubhouse. Now I'm doing uh, some potting on clubhouse, not potting, but some, chat rooms uh at adb719 at instagram Brandt 2 and always listen to this podcast the business of sports i hope it's unique i hope there's nothing like it and i hope you learn and have some entertainment as well thanks to producer brian neal music producer sam brandt and i'll be back next week with another edition of the business of sports with andrew brandt